Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. Amen. And I'm glad she said what she said and how she said it, because the church needs to be in recovery. Oh, wow. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't want to say amen too much on that. The, the church, she needs to be in recovery. There are 30 common addictions, and, and the church is listed. Not so much the church, but let me say religion. There are a lot of religious folk in the church that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Ooh-wee. Boy, got quiet on that one. So, so therefore, I'm just saying, therefore, the church is made up of people. People are not perfect. There are many hurts, hang-ups, and habits in the church, in the congregation of the church. Now y'all going to get quiet like y'all do on Pastor Michael, huh? It's here. It's in every church. Every church has, their members have hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And they'll come to church Sunday after Sunday, amen, like it's Halloween. See how hard it is. And what I mean by that is, you come to church with, with mask on. You know, false face. Some have the face of the joker. Oh, thank you. I got some help out there. You, you, you know, and, and we have an altar here. And you come in and leave the same way as you came in. So, so what good is it that, that you come to the hospital and a prescription is prescribed unto you but yet you don't take the medication. I mean, if it fits you, all you got to do is say, ouch, thank you, Jesus. But that's how folk come to church. And they leave out of here skipping. Like everything is all right. And they take that same mess back home with them that they brought to church. Yeah, I know we live in a world and a society and a time where, you know, we don't like to talk much. But how can you be a witness if you don't talk? How can you be a witness if you don't free yourself up? So that God can use you to be a witness. Oh, this is not my message. Amen. But I got to get you ready. Let us pray. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
courage to change the things that I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference just for today. Amen. If you'll turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, the fifth chapter, Gospel of Mark, the fifth chapter, very familiar passages of Scripture, the Gospel of Mark, the fifth chapter. If you're there, say amen. No, I did not put it on the board. Amen. Up on the screen. You know, get your phone out. If you brought your Bible with you, open it up. Amen. You always look for something that somebody can just give you. Find it. You ought to know where it is. You Bible scholars. A amen. Amen. Just find it. Beginning with Mark, the fifth chapter, beginning with the first verse. As I said, today is the day of Pentecost. Amen. Miracles, signs, and wonders are still being performed or done in the church by way of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Because see, when I look out this morning, you're a miracle. Some of you shouldn't be here today. Some of you have been delivered from certain things. Some of you still hold on to certain things. So looking at the Gospel of Mark, fifth chapter, I'm, I'm not going to get into a, a whole lot of intro, but uh, at the end, the very end that we find here in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark, we find that, that Jesus and his boys... Uh, at, Look, I, I got to preach like I preach, okay? Jesus and his boys, okay? All right? I'm not going to be politically correct, okay? All right? Jesus and his boys had just crossed over, amen, the lake, amen, and, and a great storm had, had come up as they were crossing over, amen? And, and, and as they, they got over, you know, uh, their faith was challenged along the way. And sometimes in life, that's the same way with us. Our faith is challenged, Amen. I don't care how long you've been up in the church, but sometimes your faith gets challenged. Y'all going to talk back to me. I said you can say amen this morning. Amen. When the pastor comes next Sunday, don't say nothing. He gave me liberty to say. Amen. Amen. So, so a great challenge came forth in challenging their, their, their faith. You know, and, and the Bible says that, that Jesus woke up Amen. And, and told the winds and the waves to be quiet and to be still. Amen. And then they landed. And the Bible says, then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of Gadarenes. And for your information this morning, I'm reading from the New King James. <laughs> okay. Not the NIV. Amen. New King James Version. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm going old school on you this morning. No, I didn't bring, I didn't bring King James by 1611. Amen. So I'm, I'm still going old school. Okay? And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. No one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. 
and the chains have been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. Now, you can read the rest of the 20 verses on your own. Amen. That's all I'm going to read. But here we find in the scripture text here, as Jesus and his boys, they, they landed. And as they landed, they find a man that is in the tombs. Now, understand something. Anybody that lives in a graveyard, something's got to be wrong with them. Because there is no life in the graveyard. It's kind of like how I come in here on a Sunday morning. It just... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going. It's kind of like when I come up in here on a Sunday morning. Amen. It just seemed like we're in a graveyard. And everybody's pouring, trying to pour into your spirit. And yet, you know, sometimes you don't get any kind of response back from those that, that seemingly ought to be filled with that that gives them life. Everlasting, eternal life. And that's God's Holy Spirit. Amen. And for some of the older seniors in here, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. Is that, is that all right to say? So, so the Bible says that, that, that he lived in the tombs. Now you have to understand something. He lives in the tombs. There's no life in the tombs. Plus he doesn't have much of a social skills. A amen? Because why? There's nobody there to talk to him. But yet when we come in God's house, there is somebody to talk to us. There are folk that come, amen, to worship just like we worship and to fellowship just like we should be fellowshipping. But sometimes, even in coming in here, some folk don't even speak to me. Uh, Let me come on this side. Sometimes coming to church Sunday after Sunday, and I smile and and. and and give greetings, sometimes some folk don't even speak to me. I might as well go over here. But yet we have life in the church. In this building, there's life. But this particular man where he was placed, there was no life. He was away from his home. And I understand it doesn't say anything about his home. It doesn't say anything about his family. But he's been removed from society and in a place where there is no life. And the Bible says that, that, that the, old, the old translation says that they chain him up with fetters. King James. But they have him with chains. But he's so much out of his mind that he would break the chains. There's nothing that could hold him. Not only that, the Bible says that, that he would often cut himself on the tombs. And you know, when I first read this, and not so much first read it, but reread it again, and it just seems like this gentleman is addicted to something because he's only, only a crazed person would carry on and act like this, that they would have to chain him up move him away from society and put him out in no man's land. But the Bible says, but here comes Jesus. 
And that's the way it is in life, that, that when we find ourselves chained up with stuff of life, chained up mentally, chained up physically, emotionally, financially, and even spiritually. Because sometimes folk come to church and they're spiritually bankrupt. They have nothing that they can draw out of. And it's nobody's fault but theirs because why? They choose not to have a relationship with Jesus. But they go through the motions Sunday after Sunday, coming to God's house, acting like everything's all right. The Bible says that this man is so much out of his mind that he just breaks those chains. But he's not breaking them in the manner where he truly has freedom. Oh, he's free to move around, but he's not free. Because as the scripture goes on, it says that he's filled with legions. Now, when you go and you read and read and study a little bit about legions, and it doesn't make any difference how many men it was, but I'm going to round it off to about 6,000. In the Roman army, a legion is about 6,000 men or less. But can you imagine having 6,000 demons on the inside of you? One is enough for you to be out of your mind. But can you imagine having 6,000 demons within you controlling your life every day? Your actions, your speech, how you treat folk, how you talk to folk. Not only on the outside of church, but also on the inside of church. If you got an empty space right next to you, just look over there and say, depart from me, Satan. Because he could be sitting right next to you. Oh, you think he doesn't come to church? You're mistaken. Why wouldn't he come to church? Good place to work. Mm, boy, y'all got quiet then. So the Bible says, he saw Jesus afar off. But then he ran and he worshiped him. Now only one demon was a spokesman for all of those that, that were inside of him. Just one. The man was filled with his aunts, uncles, cousins, and all of that. 6,000, okay? But only one spoke. And that one knew who Jesus was. You know, it's amazing that, that even the demons know who Jesus is. And then we walk around and we act like that he's not where we are when we are where we shouldn't be or saying or doing what we shouldn't be doing nor saying or acting like, oh, y'all follow me, but he's still there. And the demons recognize who he is, know who he is. Because see, whether you know it or not, that, that there's this war, this, this, this war, spiritual and carnal war, that goes on on the inside of all of us. Every one of us. Don't you think you've arrived yet? You ain't got there yet. You haven't, you haven't got there yet. There's a whole lot that God still wants to carve off of you. 
So don't keep walking up in here like you done got there. Like I got man, you got to get yours. You just might be shocked and surprised when he said, depart from me. What do you mean, depart from me? I go to church every Sunday. I tithe every Sunday. I sing in the choir. I'm a server on the door. What do you mean, depart from me? You workers of iniquity. Do you remember when? So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So, so. All he said was, come out of the man. That's all he said. Come out of the man. What's your name? And he told him what his name was. And then he begged Jesus. You know, like, don't, don't destroy us. But Jesus already had in his mind what he's going to do to him. And Jesus did just that. Sent him off into the water. Did just that. You know, God has a plan for all of us. Pastor teaches us that every Sunday, every Sunday. God has a plan, but you have to be a willing vessel to help to work the plan. He don't need us to work the plan, but he can use us to work the plan. He don't need none of us. He didn't need me this morning, but he just wanted to use me this morning. He wants to use every one of you in here. You know what kind of area this is. And you can't reach them from in here. Let me say that again. You know what kind of area that this is, but you can't reach them from in here. And the reason that I say that like this, there have been some that have come to this church and because they weren't welcome, they haven't been back. And I brought some myself, and they haven't been back. Pastor Michael has called me about certain ones. They haven't been back. They got my money, but they didn't come back. Oh, y'all didn't get that. <laughs> You've never seen an addict yet that don't need a pack of cigarettes or something to eat, have you? <laughs> if that's what they go and get. But the thing is, they haven't been back. And I've been praying, and what, why, why haven't they come back? Why, what is it? What is it? There's a mandate for White Chapel. There's a mandate, and it begins with unity. There, there's, there's a mandate. So how come? How come we can't reach the masses? What's the problem? The problem is in here. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. Uh, my friend, he's out there. The officer's out there, so if I need escort, I can get home. <laughs> the problem is in-house, in the house. That's where the problem is, in the house. It ha it, there, there can be nowhere. Yeah, I know they have issues. Because when you go on and read in that, that fifth chapter, you know, we come up on the woman with the issue of blood. She had issues. I, I know, you know, there are issues with these individuals, but the church has issues too. She has issues. Every church has issues. I'm just not singling out 
you? Because I found that out in the black churches around here, the same thing. Issues. Then we can't come together. And it's not going to be like that in heaven. Let me say that again. It's not going to be like that in heaven. So here we find that, that Jesus gave them permission to come out of the man. And when they did, they went into some swine. And they went into these swine and the swine, you know, went over the edge of the cliff. But this man who had been out of his mind was now, as the Bible says, he, he was clothed and in his right mind. This man had been naked. You, you, you know, you can have physical clothes on and be spiritually naked. Hmm. That's the reason why it says put on the whole armor of God. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole armor of God from head to feet is, is, is what clothes you and keeps you. Amen? Because attacks are going to come. You live long enough, you serve God long enough, you're going to be attacked. If you've never been attacked, something's wrong. You serving the wrong master. You've never been attacked. So the Bible says he was clothed and put in his right mind. And what did he want to do? He wanted to follow Jesus. Why wouldn't the one that put him in his right mind and clothed him want to follow him? Why wouldn't you want to follow Jesus? Why wouldn't you want to go all the way with him? He went all the way to Calvary for us. So why wouldn't we want to go all the way with him? But even though he was clothed and put in his right mind, Jesus thought it'd be best for him to become an evangelist. He wanted him to go back home and tell the folk what he had done. And sometimes that's difficult for folk. Sometimes telling folk what God had done in your life can get you in trouble. Sometimes when you're sharing something with folk that don't understand the Lord and, and they're looking at it secularly, amen, but not with spiritual eyes, can misunderstand or misunderstand what's being said by the individual and who has done what they've done for the individual and they take that information the wrong way because why they don't have a relationship with the Lord so therefore they wouldn't understand when you share something so you have to be careful in what you share but the thing is not being like the disciples were in chapter 4 there is no fear in sharing because the God that I serve is a sovereign God the God that I serve has all power in heaven and earth. The God that I serve has delivered. And when God has delivered you, come on somebody, when God has delivered you, favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. And sometimes folk will never get it. They'll never understand it. But then you just keep on going 
keep on praising God, keep on worshiping God, and then pray for that individual because, see, we got to pray for those that persecute you too. That sometimes becomes difficult, but you got to pray for them. So I don't know about you this morning. I don't know who it is this morning. I, I, I don't know who may have shackles upon them this morning. I, I, I don't know who it is that find themselves in these tombs. There's no life around you, you know. But the scripture says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So sometimes you may not have nobody around you. But if the Lord is with you, you have joy. Even in the midst of sorrow, you can have joy. Whatever you're going through in life, you can have joy. So yes, we would love for you, you got family members, children, grandchildren, or you know neighbors or whatever that, that has issues in their life, has hurts, hang-ups or some habits in their life, yeah, we would like for them to come, but let me just say this. I'd like for you to come because you ain't been in church all your life. Let me say that again. You have not been in church all your life. God had to bring you up out of something You didn't deliver yourself. You didn't save yourself. It was Christ's blood at Calvary that saved you. And folk need to hear that. That's the problem with the church. They don't want to talk. They don't want to say nothing. Then they want to look down at those that are less than they are. And then when they get in the church and God elevates them, you can't stand that part either. Because they want to be used by God. And God will use them. And here you've been all in church all your life. And been sitting where you've been sitting all your life. Ain't never moved. Ain't never shouted. Ain't never threw your wig off. Fred, who's going to say what when you reach over to pick it up and put it back on? And it's crooked. God's not worried about that. He's not worried about that. He's worried about the heart issue. Yeah, yeah, he's worried about your heart. Is your heart right? Yeah, because see, if your heart's right, your motives will be right. So here's this man. This man is jubilant. He's happy. He ought to be. Because why? He was crazy. He was out of his mind. But God has delivered him through his son Jesus. And he's back in his right mind. And where he would fall over the tombs and cut himself and tear up all his clothes, he finally realized that he needed to put some clothes on. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But whatever you're going through, don't come to church and leave the same way you came in. It's a waste of time. I, I don't care how old you are. 
I don't care how young you are, black, white, green, brown. It don't make no difference. Don't come to church and leave the same way that you came in here. It's a waste of time, you all. Why do why you think Pastor Michael keeps pre was preaching about DNA? Then he went to hope. You know, because why? He's trying to encourage you. Trying to lift you up and get to a place where you can encourage yourself like David. You got to encourage yourself sometimes. But church, you, you, you've got to break this outer shell that's holding you. You, you got to pray and ask God, take them chains off of you. Take them off so you can truly worship. So you can truly praise the Lord. Do something that you haven't done before in God's house. Yeah, do something that you haven't done before. Yeah, I'm talking about you know how you just come up in here. Do something that you haven't done. Something different. Yeah, nobody's done that before. It's not my first time. I'm not going to stand up in your chairs today, okay? Because I got to clean them. <laughs> Do something that you haven't done. Raise a hand, say amen, shout, or something. There ought to be some different response on Sunday morning. When God is moving in the house, the Holy Spirit is moving in the house. And he wants to do something in his house. That's the thing he wants to do. You don't always have to go to the doctor in the hospital. He wants to heal you right here. He wants to deliver you right here in the house. But you're afraid of who's going to say what about you. Asking for. Laying of hands on you. Asking. And I'm filled with this, this mess and I, I, I want to be delivered from this mess. My household ain't right. My, my children ain't right. My marriage ain't right. Because you know what? Because they're afraid that you're going to go out and get on the phone. Do you know so-and-so got up in church? Are you going to text from church to someone that ought to been in church and tell them what was asked for or what's going on in church? This ought to be the place where, where the roof ought to be off of this place. Huh? The roof ought to be off of here. Folk ought to be driving by wondering what's going on in there. Pulling off to the side and going in the parking lot and coming on in. And I'll be some shouting in God's house. Some excitement in God's house. Your ears ought to be burning. Whenever you hear the name Jesus, there ought to be something going on that, that just, just urges you with excitement. It changes how you are, how you was, making you different. We're supposed to be peculiar people. Don't get scared because I'm walking. I'm just trying to see who's sleep. Church, God loves you. God loves you here. And God wants to do a 
a work here. A great work. Not just any kind of work, but a great work. Here. Here. Don't think because you've reached a certain age that God can't use you. God still can use you. Because, see, there's young women out there with the older women here that need to hear your story. There are young men out there that need to hear from the older men. What well, the Bible says, you're supposed to teach them. And they need to hear your story. Not just beating them over the head. They already know that they're at the lowest of lows. They want to be lifted up. Somebody lifted you up. God's good, church. God's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And I just come by here today just to tell you that I'm so glad. I'm glad this morning that, that, that God came and, and, and took an old country guy like me and washed me up and cleaned me up. Am I standing here saying I'm perfect? By no means. But the God I serve is perfect. And I'm glad this morning that I allowed him to turn my life around, put my feet on solid ground. Is there anybody in God's house? You know what I'm talking about this morning. Stop being sick and tired of being sick and tired and do something about it. Get passionate about this thing of Jesus. Get passionate about Jesus. Can't nobody do you like it. I said, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Huh? I, I, I don't care who. Yeah, can't nobody do you like Jesus. And every time that I speak his name, I get excited. Yeah. I ought to have some excited folk up in here. Yeah, yeah, some folk up in here. You, you, ain't nobody, you ought to be up off your feet right now shouting. Not what I'm saying, but because you know for yourself who he is. You ought to be shouting this morning. You, you, you ought to be filled and glorified this morning. Because why? The God that I serve has come to see about me. Little old me. Little old me. Yeah, made a house call. Came to see about me. Came to see about me. Yeah, when, when I was down and out. Yeah, when I was down and out. When I was locked up. Yeah, just like this guy. Well, yeah, I've been locked up. If I ain't ashamed of the gospel, then silence is betrayal. Silence is betrayal. And I can't betray the God that saved me and freed me. Wouldn't be standing here today. Wouldn't be preaching today. Wouldn't have passed the two churches before coming here. Wouldn't have started a church from ground up if God had not freed me of those shackles and chains. Do I have repentance every day? I repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my wrongs. The only thing I can change now is me and the future. God has to take care of the rest. 
And I allow him to change me each and every day. I'm going to pray with you. Prayer is called for for tonight. But you know what? Don't, don't, don't let, don't let, don't let the day go by. And you get so engulfed in the day that you forget that God has called you. God's called you. God called you. That's why you keep coming back. He, he calls you. You can't go anywhere and hide. Where can you go? That God isn't. And he's calling you. Whitechapel Church, God is calling you. Yeah. I ain't going nowhere. You can't make me go nowhere. <laughs> Y'all got quiet on that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Y'all can't make me go nowhere. I can worship here. I can worship here. Amen. I, I can worship here. Yeah. You don't have to like it. But I can worship here. I love each and every one of you. And you can't stop that either. I'm going to speak to you, and you ain't got to speak back because you can't stop that either. Because the minute you frown, I'll pray for you. And, and back in the day, when the old folks used to say, I'm going to pray for you, folk didn't like it much because you don't know how they were going to pray. But I pray God's blessing upon this house. Upon this house, upon this pastor, the first lady of the house. Amen. I pray God's blessing upon the ministries of this house. A amen. Upon the youth of this house, I, I pray God's blessing. So come on, y'all. Let, let's get down and do the ministry that God's called this house to do. Let's, let's get down. Let's get in the trenches. You got to get out of these walls. I'm sorry. You can't do it from in here. You can have all the programs you want, but you still got to go out to serve. To serve. And I'm going to be calling on some of you because why? I'm going to need some help. My wife and I are going to need some help. I can't do this by myself. I'm not going to try to do it by myself. Mm, got quiet on that, huh? So when I ask in love to help us. Amen. I want you to help us. Amen. I want you to help us. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I, I'm, I'm going to need your help. Everyone. We're in this together. Souls need to be saved. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Huh? Souls. Souls are more valuable than gold. Oh, shoot, sound like somebody like gold. I said souls are more valuable than gold. Someone getting saved. Amen. Somebody coming to Jesus and, 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 and getting validated in the pool. Sealing it. Amen. With the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some, oh, that's an enjoyment when somebody gets saved. That's shouting time when somebody gets saved. 
and then going out to serve. Depart to serve. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. What we're supposed to do. So I'm getting ready to close. I'm getting ready to close. I thank the pastor, the elders, those that have allowed me to come and to share it today with you. Amen. I, I'm very, I don't take this lightly, but I, I am filled with gratitude because he didn't have to. He didn't have to. Amen. Pastor Gary, amen. And welcome me, me when I came. And I thank you. I thank you. Now, I look forward to this new ministry taking off. I know this is a tough area. I've driven through it. Yeah, I, I've driven through it. And, and you know, it's amazing, the different sections. How it's divided. How it gets worse as you drive. Damn. Yeah. You, you know. And, and, and you, you, you see from, from this line to that line to that. God don't want that. God doesn't want that division. So, so when people come in here that's not like you, welcome them. I mean, speak to them. I ain't tell you to go, you know, take them home and give them dinner. That's what God puts on your heart, okay. But at least speak to them. Make them welcome. This ain't your church, no way. This is Jesus' church. You're just part of this body. Not your church. I know how we put claim on churches. Yeah. But welcome people. And then they'll come back and they'll bring somebody else back. That's how you fill up all the gaps of these seats. So what do you know about Jesus? quiet because I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. Okay? I'm, I'm not going to hold, but I'm just listening. Does anyone need prayer? Right now. Right now for an issue that's going on. For an issue. If the pastor permit me. Is there anyone that needs prayer right now? You wish to come up. Would you come up? Would you be that bold to come up? Right now. As I said, I'm just listening. I'm just listening to God. Amen. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Amen. You know what you need. Will you come up? Will you come up? Is anyone else? Come up. Come up. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. It's not time for that. It's time to step out and be bold. Amen. No, this is not on the agenda. It's not on the program. Amen. It's on God's time. 
Amen. Anyone else? You know, if you got it all made, you shouldn't be here today. You ought to be in heaven. Yeah. If ain't nothing bother you, all your bills are paid, everything is perfect. You're perfect. Huh. <laughs> you perfect? If there's some imperfect people here today, will you come up? Mm. All right. Just come on. Oh, Pastor gave me permission, so we're in order. Pastor gave me permission. I know you, we're going to pray this evening, but Pastor gave me permission. I'm not trying to point fingers at no one or none of that. Don't get me wrong. No, no. no. If you desire not to, you can pray right where you are. But if you feel a desire to come up this morning, I encourage you to come. This is your moment. This is your time. Don't let it be a missed opportunity. Amen. Sometimes we miss our opportunity. We want to do certain things, you know, for the Lord, in front of the Lord, and, you know, we sit there and don't do nothing. Sometimes we want to sing, won't even open my mouth, you know, because why? I, I can't hit that C. No. Everything I sing is in F, you know, so I won't sing. Amen. I won't read. I won't do nothing. I won't open my Bible up, nothing. Amen. Just come right where you are. You know, when you pray right where you are, you, if there's not enough room for you now, just pray right where you are. But I want you to open yourself up this morning. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to open yourself up this morning to the Lord. Just, just open yourself up to the Lord this morning. God wants to do something in your life. Amen, amen. God wants to do something in your life right now, right now, right now. I know somebody's going to go back and say, oh, you, they, they act like one of them holiness churches this morning. Well, day is the day of Pentecost. Amen. So it's about the blood. It's about the blood of Jesus. Day is the day of Pentecost. Amen. 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 If, 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 if you're needing or desiring a gift from God, a specific gift, amen, spiritual gift from God, uh, you come this morning. And ask God for that gift. Regardless of what it is, ask God for that gift. Amen. 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 Let's go to the throne of grace. We're going to the throne of grace. He said, go boldly. I'm not going to lay hands on you. I'm not going to do any of that. Amen. 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 I thank God for you, for all of everyone that's under the sound of my humble voice this morning. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. As we come, Lord God, and your children have assembled here, Lord, in this sanctuary today, Lord. Many have come, Lord God, because first off, Lord, we, we realize, Lord, we are imperfect. <laughs> We're not perfect vessels, and that's why we come today. And then others have come, Lord God, because they're needing something specific, Lord. They're needing something specific in their life, Lord. They're needing some healing. They're needing some deliverance, Lord, in their life. They, they have financial difficulties, Lord. They, they have family breakdowns, Lord, in their life. Lord, whatever the need is, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I pray, Father, that you pour out your spirit first on all flesh in this house today, Lord. Fill up these vessels today. And, Lord God, I, I ask them, Lord, if you, it's just like a salt shaker. You can't fill up the salt shaker until you take the top off. So I pray in the name of Jesus 
that you just take the top off today and let him fill you with his Holy Spirit today. That which he wants to give you to empower you today, the paraclete, your helper, your comforter, that which you need on a daily basis, in the name of Jesus, from the youngest to the oldest today. Father, that when they leave here today, Lord, that they won't be like they first came in, Lord, that there will be a change that begins to take place in their life today, Lord, that they'll run up out of here, Lord, exuberant, Lord, filled with the goodness of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and go out of here and want to serve you more than what they have been. And Lord, I pray if there's somebody today don't know you in the pardon of his or her sins that never have received you nor accepted you, or they did receive and accept it, got baptized, but now they understand what it's all about, and they have a better meaning, Lord, of who you are and what you are. Father, I pray that they come to Pastor Michael and let him know today, Lord, in the name of Jesus, uh, pour out your spirit today, Father, on everybody that's here today, Lord. And when they leave this place today, they won't be like they were when they came in. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bless, bless, the, bless the, the star of this house, Lord, that you are placed in this house and his spouse and his family, Lord. I want to pray for them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you continue, Lord, to use him mightily in this place, Lord. Continue to bless him, Lord. Continue to strengthen him, Lord. When, uh, when sometimes, Lord God, we, 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 we get weak and well-doing, Lord. We get weary sometimes, Lord, because sometimes, Lord, we pour out, Lord, and don't seem like nothing's coming back in. But, Lord God, we know we have to come to you, Lord, to get that, to refill us and to overflow us. So, Father, I pray that you give him a double portion of your anointing this day, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless his wife, Lord, and whatever's going on, Lord, in their house, Lord, uh, with their family, Lord. I, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you strengthen her, Lord, through this season, through this time. And if anybody else is going through loss or sickness within their homes or their families and loved ones, Lord, and they got addictive family members, Lord, I pray, Father, for deliverance for them. I pray, Father, that you'll use somebody, Lord, to take some good news to them and tell them that Jesus Christ lives and he lives in me. They'll tell them that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because it's time to get up out of these seats, Lord, and get to running. Time is winding down. Time is running out. And we think we got so much time to do so many things. But you're on your way back, Father. Your son is on his way back. He's on his way back for his church. For his church without wrinkle, spot, no blemish. He's on his way back. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. In the wonderful name. Powerful name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's word together. Until next time, have a great week and be blessed.